time for Radio Trivia. I am your disorganized host, Michael T.Y.P. Cole. And with me for this episode, we have the very cold Guillaume. I, How cold are you? Uh, well, I've, you're twisting my words. I'm not saying I'm cold. I'm saying that the it, it's not balmy like it is over where you're at. But we, uh, we do have a few feet of snow. Like it's, uh, yeah, I'm north. I'm I'm. I'm in Canada. It's uh, my igloo is badly uh, weatherproofed, I guess, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, it's been a weird winter for us all. I, we had a lot of rain here, so yeah, we got some of that too. So just as I was about to like go for for skiing last weekend, it just started raining. It's just like, well, crap, <laughs> oh, no. you know, like just come on, it's February. Like it's not supposed to happen here. Um, but it did, and uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I have to, to get used to the, to the winter season uh, getting shorter and shorter. Mm. Alrighty, well, we do have five games lined up. I did, uh, as I kind of alluded to already, I, I kind of threw this one together. Um, I didn't mean to record one for a while, and I kind of got plotted into doing it, and um, so uh, I apologize in advance. <laughs> And so do I, because I, that, that's just my first reaction every time. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm not very good at this. All five games uh, I have not chosen, like I, I, so I, I have no idea in advance like what any of them are, and I feel like I'm probably going to do as badly as I usually do when I play along. Um, so that's going to be fun. You might be surprised. Hmm, okay. I had trained my ears to be able to identify various uh, soundboards or, you know, uh, I can't tell if this is like Game Boy or NES, but uh, yeah, I'll need that uh, that uh, hint question soon. Well, it's, it's hard to tell that stuff over Skype because Skype kind of makes everything a bit watery and muffled, so... 
Don't uh, don't feel too bad. You get a you get two more songs here. Cool. time I'm, I'm listening to radio trivia my default assumption is like oh this is an rpg you know like i, I just like i don't know why maybe because usually rpgs have like a very varied soundtrack and but this sounds very you know upbeat and stuff and uh it just makes me think like oh, okay this is like the shop music or whatever um please tell me the hint question sure so uh <laughs> your sidekick in this game is what species because uh, <laughs> uh, this is where I admit that uh, we're about uh, a week, a week and a half away from the retroactive that I suggested. And uh, Oh, I, no, I, I didn't know that part. <laughs> well, I mean, um, 
Yeah, and I barely have played it so far. Probably everyone who actually decided, like, oh yeah, I'll be part of this, uh, has probably played further than me. Because that last song is, is probably the only theme that I will recognize, because it's the only one I've heard, because I'm, yeah, I'm barely wow. starting. So yeah, so this is uh, Princess uh, Tomato in the Salad Kingdom. Yes, it is. Which, yeah. uh, which is what I said. Uh, maybe I should have chosen a different game. Because, uh, yes, <laughs> this is a preview of your retroactive uh, in like a week and a half from time of recording. Yeah, I need to, to get playing. Um, but I, I guess it's it's good that, you know, I haven't played it too much, so I can't talk about it too much because, you know, I need to save my impressions. Yes, for you do. Yeah, so. The, the uh-huh. retroactive. But you've been playing. I, I've gotten through, I think, like the third chapter. Um, okay. And I, I don't have a good sense of just how far that is, but it's certainly enough to get a, a pretty good sense of the game, I think. Um, mm. Yeah, it's not, it's not going to turn into a shmup on you. No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> no. <laughs> so so um, for those not aware, Princess Tomato in the Salad Kingdom is a, a pretty old school adventure game. Um, I, I guess it was originally on some... Uh, Commodore 64-like PC system that was in Japan. Mm. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know my uh, systems like James Jones does. Well, the NEC PC 8801, NEC PC 6001, the FM7, and the MSX Japanese oh, home course, computers. Of course, yes. yes. Uh, well, silly me. Everyone but, knows uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it. I mean, it, it's a game that's basically a text adventure game. They got some nice artwork and, and a little frame in the middle of the game, in the middle of the screen, and you have about I don't know what, what would you say, ten commands, twelve commands, something like that, maybe more. Way too many. Way too many. Yes, I agree. Way too many on on your border, and uh, that's like the equivalent of if you played an old King's Quest game or something like that, or or um, or maybe my my personal favorite from childhood was uh, um, the the Gold Rush game. I don't remember the. Um, the exact name of the game. Huh, um, I don't but, think I've heard of that one. But uh, it was both on the same engine, and um, you type, uh, you know, instead of typing in a, you know, a DOS prompt type type thing, uh, you just push on one of the whatever twenty commands on the screen. Right. And you know, it's colorful. The artwork's pretty interesting. Um, mostly static um, screens. I mean, that like, you know, was originally made in what, like '84. I mean, this this port is like from '91 or something, but um, I, I like the music. I don't know if the music is was remastered or composed for the NES or whatever, but I, I like it. I like the world. Um, there's some good writing. Um, the you know there's some. If you like the Phoenix Wright games, there, you can kind of trace back some of this, right? You know the clever clever comments on optional you know dialogue where you know you'll hit someone and there's no really reason to really hit that person but you'll hit them anyway and and you know there may be a funny response or uh you know your sidekick um whose name is uh well you you know right yeah percy yeah percy Um, yeah the baby persimmon yep yep so uh (laughs) i don't know there's some very fun writing especially given you know this was from 1991 when translations weren't all that good mm-hmm. i mean yeah it was a late late-ish nes game uh, but the writing is you know 
how it makes the game. So yeah. uh, I, I, I was drawn like I, I picked this one because I had bought it when it came out on PC <laughs> and I've never played it. But I, I bought it on the Virtual Console because it, it just reminded me of uh, renting Deja Vu on the NES back in the day and not really getting anywhere. Um, I just remember, I don't know, I, I found that kind of... Uh, you know, text adventure. I, I didn't know what they were, first of all. Like, it was probably, Deja Vu was probably my first exposure to some sort of, like, first-person, like, point-and-click adventure. Yeah. Um, and, but it just looked intriguing to me because Deja Vu had kind of this uh, more mature um, theme to it, right? You're playing a detective. You're not playing some plumber in the Mushroom Kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're, and, and you wake up and you've got amnesia. And back then, like, I, I did not, you know, I was not blind about the old amnesia plot device but yeah you wake up you're in a strange like bathroom and there, there's all these verbs that, that you can use and one of them is hit and like you can hit like the mirror in the bathroom and then yep. you die yep. because you, apparently you're not supposed to do that it, it, it brings bad luck um, but but just like I don't know like so I couldn't and, and also I had the language bar- barrier to contend with of course so I did not know what was going on but I, I knew that I was intrigued so, uh, yeah, it, the, the, this game seems to have, you know, the, the, while it's the same kind of game, and it, while it doesn't have the, the, that same kind of mature uh, storyline, um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm kind of excited to, to dig into it a little bit more than I have. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, you can't, as far as I'm aware, you can't die in the game. I, I haven't killed myself. Um, mm. But um, it is obtuse at times. I mean, the, it's kind of par for the course for these games. I did not grow up playing these kinds of games on PC, so um, for me, you know, Phoenix Wright was, I won't say it was my first exposure to the adventure gameplay. I mean, I certainly played snippets of other games on other friends' PCs and the like, but, and, and like I said, the, the Gold Rush um, game, but um, there's there are places where it's just like there's no real reason why you know, event eight causes event B to happen. You know, it's like a weird gate where um, they just want you to do it. You know, and there's no real plot reason for why that would happen. Like something won't appear until after you've done something else. But that other thing that appeared has no correlation in the real world. Right. So there's a couple of cases like that. A couple of places where it's like, I, I don't know why I couldn't find this location before, but I guess I had to, to look, not search or whatever the damn commands are right so some of the commands yeah. are kind of overlap and, and yeah there's there's both a look and a check uh, yes or, that's it that's the one yeah. i could never so i guess look is just sort of look around the environment sort of check is something specific in the environment but uh, well that's that's, that's uh, one of the things that you know the the designers of these games have figured out like the first like you had the text parser where you had to type down your your commands and uh, right. that's how this uh, genre started but uh, then uh, mostly I think LucasArts uh, kind of went and kind of simplified the interface more and more so uh, like in Maniac Mansion you could you know you had like maybe like 12 different verbs and so you click on the verb and then you click on the the the, the screen like on the item that you think you can interact with and so you would do something with that item um, but then like in, in like the sequels like uh, the, the verbs became like from 12 
with 12 verbs, like it became like four icons, and you know, like you had like the eye, the the, the tongue to speak, but also sometimes to lick. <laughs> um, <laughs> you had the, the hand to pick up or to touch, and you know, so and, and like the foot to, to move around. So like they, they really like they realize well like it doesn't make sense to have all these actions that don't do anything most of the time. So we're gonna simplify things uh, as much as we can. And one of the last um, point-and-click adventure games that I've uh, played and that, that I've talked about on a Radio for Nintendo episode is uh, uh, Read Only Memories. And uh, that game really went as far as to kind of uh, um, just hide away items like in your inventory, like that that you can't do anything with with a specific item. Like let's say like you you, you want to use you want to interact with something on the screen and so okay so you click on the inventory icon um, and not every object that you have in your possession is going to show up just the ones that actually do something so it's like there, there are like you, you still have to find the right thing to do but at least you're not wasting time using like the, the, the milk on the robot or whatever and it, right. you know and you just get like the standard like well you can't do that response <laughs> Um, right. So so it really it it, it speeds up the the, the, the pace and uh, I think it's a change like for the better. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Princess Tomato in the South Kingdom is from yeah before. Yeah. So I'll, I'll yeah I'm looking forward to your thoughts on this game. I, I'm I mean I'm enjoying picking away at it. I mean I'll hit a wall or I'll have to hit a fac eventually. But you know it, it's it, it seems like it's a fairly. Um, it doesn't seem like it's a very long game, so just based yeah. on the size of the chapters. And um, it's an interesting world. Uh, I, I, I'm fascinated by what is a food versus what's a person, because I'm not sure. Because all, all the people are kind of anthropomorphic fruits and vegetables, and yet they have, like, you can buy, like, grape juice. So I'm like, so is that, like, the blood of someone who died? Because... <laughs> Why wouldn't there be a grape person, right? There's someone that looks like an apple and a plum. Why not a grape? Right. So, when you eat grape juice, are you or drink grape juice? Are you uh, are are you feasting on the blood of your enemies or something? I mean, I, I don't, you know. I, yeah, I, it's, it's one of those <laughs> things where I wonder, like, did the writers think it through and then decided not to care, or they just didn't think it through? You know, <laughs> like. Yeah. Or maybe we're missing some stuff in translation. Who knows? It's possible. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So more to come there. Uh, I suspect my this episode will be up before the retroactive is uh, is recorded. So uh, if you're listening to this shortly after it goes up and you have not uh, checked this game out yet, it's not too late. Um, it's a it's a weird little game. Yep. But uh, you can find it on the Wii Virtual Console. I don't think it's on Wii U. No, it's not. Okay, well, we're going to go on to the next game.
sure was a lot of notes. Um, very spooky. I, I don't know. I found it strange. I threw this episode together. I, yeah, this does not look like the songs I meant to choose in all cases. Huh. So uh, ugh, I'm not sure how to handle this. I mean, I could choose things in post, but then you're like, I don't know. Hmm. I'm sorry, Guillaume. Well, it's, it's I, I, right. I checked. I chose this game um, for the last episode. We were not using it. So I thought I had picked songs, but like I said, maybe something got lost. Hmm. Well, I don't know. It's interesting. As I said earlier, lots of notes. I feel like some of them are random. Like the the whole... Like, they, I don't know. Like, I don't know yeah. where that's going. And then, like, in the middle of the track there, it kind of sounded like Luke was about to, to shoot the, the proton torpedo into the Death Star. You know? And yeah. I was like, what what is that about? Um, well, this, this game does have a lot of very moody music. I, I will say mm. that. I, I feel like I want to choose something that's actually potentially um, recognizable <laughs> for the third song here. I may have to poke around a little bit. I'm, I, I am sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no problem. I, thought, I knew I wanted something dissonant for the first one. I just didn't. I thought I had chosen other songs. Yeah, dissonant is definitely appropriate. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
Well, you got enough songs there. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, I apologize to the that... listeners. This this is uh, this is the least prepared podcast I think I've done in a very long time. <laughs> uh, that's fine. No, please give me my hint question. Did I not give you a hint question before? I don't think so. All right. Well, I'll I'll edit it in then. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here's your hint question. All right. The hero of this game possesses an ancient artifact made of gold. And his rival possesses one made of silver. What type of object are these? Oh my god. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I, you know, I was going to go with my first instinct of saying this was like Star Wars on the NES or something, just because of the, yeah, the shooting the Death Star thing. <laughs> and, and because, like, the some of the music reminds me of kind of the background music of games like uh, X-Wing and, and TIE Fighter. But uh, that, that last uh, piece, less so. And, uh, yeah, this question doesn't match at all. So, <laughs> I'm, 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 I have no idea. Um, well, this is Beyond Oasis for the Genesis, which also came out on the Wii. Um, it's, so that's uh, why it's dissonant. It's because the Genesis can't do music. <laughs> it can. Uh, I think this game was going for a very cinematic feel. Um, and yeah. So a, a lot of this soundtrack is um, moody and in a lot of cases dissonant. Um, and uh, I, I know there are some that are not as dissonant. And uh, like I said, I'm... I'm I apologize for uh, choosing some weird songs there, but I, you know it's not a misrepresentation of the game by any stretch. There's there's a lot of that in this. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a game I played. I don't know, maybe an hour of um, as a game on the Sonic's like Mega Collection thing for PlayStation Three. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like I've played about the same amount. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, it looks nice. Um, it, I just it does. I'm not. It, I feel like it should play better than it does. It, it, it feels very slow, and I, I felt like I it was awkward just to walk around. And, and maybe just because I'm so used to Zelda controls, and it looks kind of like Zelda, but it doesn't really play that much like Zelda in terms of it. Because you can you can duck and, and swipe low or swipe high. It almost reminds me more like an Aladdin game or something. Uh, to the extent there is such a thing as an Aladdin game, I, mean, I know they right. existed. Right. Well, I, I think that the look kind of goes for that as well, a little bit, right? Like, and well, isn't, isn't the, the character's name Prince Ali? I mean, right. And uh, isn't he swinging a, a kind of a what are they called? Uh, not a scepter, but uh, it's a knife of some kind. I don't know. Yeah, but like the with the the curved blade, right? Yeah, a saber. I don't know. A saber, yes. Yeah. So yeah, so it's going for that kind of a. Yeah, it's kind of going for like sort of vaguely Middle Eastern uh, thing, but uh, it looks pretty. Uh, I mean, it's an impressive looking game. I I just couldn't get into it, and I found myself wandering aimlessly, going the wrong way near the beginning, and then having to backtrack. And I mean, not that you know Zelda didn't do that too, but it seemed like it was trying to be guided, but it wasn't. Like I, I should have gone left instead of right. And if I gone left, I would have gotten to the castle, but instead I went right, so I'm just walked to the first dungeon. But I couldn't go in it because I hadn't gone to the castle yet. And right. I don't know. Just I guess I'm spoiled. 
Yeah, no, I remember being similarly confused and yeah, just being impressed by the graphics and thinking, okay, I'm in for a good time and then really not getting into it. Um, yeah. There's just a, just a weight to the character that is fun. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now and this was developed by Ancient, which uh, is uh, Yuzo Koshiro's uh, development company. Um, mm. So, wow, like you, you managed to find the one uh, Yuzo Koshiro composed soundtrack that, that's not very good. <laughs> so, in a way, that, that, that's impressive. Like, I, I didn't think the guy had it in him, but uh, yeah, I think maybe he fell asleep on his keyboard and, you know, <laughs> trashed around a little bit, and like that, that's what that, that was the result. Beyond the Oasis. <laughs> And it's weird oh. because, like, we, we say, like, it has kind of a Middle Eastern kind of uh, vibe to it, but the Japanese title uh, is The Story of Thor. What? Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Hair of the Light. So it's, uh, I don't know. I don't remember any kind of indication that uh, Norse mythology was... Uh, in there at all, mm. you know. So mm. I, I mm. guess we didn't Beautiful. play uh, for for long enough. Maybe maybe your character goes from you know Middle East, like maybe it's an illusion of Gaia kind of thing where you go all around the globe and, and uh, I don't know. We should have kept playing, obviously. I, I, yeah, clearly because it was so much fun. Um, <laughs> anyway, the, uh, the 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 plot device uh, of uh, in the beginning, your character discovers. Uh, I guess in the Cave of Wonders, um, <laughs> an armlet made of gold, and apparently the whoever the mysterious evil person is that's causing trouble has a silver armlet. Um, so whoop de do. Yeah, um, maybe there's some better songs that I have in the background because um, I, I I don't think they're all terrible. Oh good, <laughs> I'm looking forward to them. <laughs> Oh dear! I, I, l- let me double check the rest of this. Game. <laughs> um, yes, they, they look like they were selected. Good. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> moving <Excellent>. on.
Oh boy, that was intense. It, aren't you excited? It's actually a melody you can kind of recognize, possibly. I, yeah, I'm, I'm getting a, a whiff of recognition, but I, you know, this could be any, you know, game with like Red Book Audio. Uh, like, a, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll need the question to narrow it down, or a second song, a second track. Sure thing. Coming right up. Again, yeah, more excitement. And again, I always default to, oh, this must be an RPG. But I, I just, uh, <laughs> please narrow it down. The, the question will help, I hope. Your hint question. The final DLC pack for this game was based on what other game? <laughs> That's not a helpful hint. There's DLC in this game. Yeah, well, it, it does narrow it a lot, but uh, the the number of games with DLC I've played recently, uh, yeah, can be counted on one hand. We'll see.
yeah, I definitely uh, recognized what the, the, the what this is a kind of a remix of uh, better. So I guess this is uh, Hyrule Warriors. It sure is. Yeah, also known as uh, Hyrule Legends, uh, according to to Alex Trebek uh, on Jeopardy last night. Oh no. Yeah, they kind of messed up a question. The oh no! <laughs> yeah. Or or maybe they just uh, maybe Jeopardy actually announced like a future game with a you know they they cracked the NDA. <laughs> Who knows? I hope someone didn't like lose points because they gave the correct answer. Yeah, probably not. There there were other like yeah the 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 question mentioned Link's crossbow training so and you just had to mention the series so I'm sure yeah uh, the, okay. whoever answered was fine. Oof oof. Uh. <laughs> Uh, uh, yes, this is Hyrule Warriors, uh, requested by Retro Decades from uh, Langley, British Columbia. Nice. So, uh, you know, right next door to Quebec, your neighbor, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, the, it's like five igloo, igloos down right, uh, yeah. from where I'm at. Yeah, <laughs> give or take a couple uh, thousand miles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I have not played this. Um, but it does sometimes I kind of feel like I should give it a shot just because it's got co-op and I'm always on the lookout for kind of a, a you know a, a game that's co-op and that's not too puzzle focused that's not complicated so well, it certainly isn't a complicated game uh, right. I did not play much I, I can't stand these Muso games I've tried them and things that are trying to ape them at E3 several times including this game and I just I hmm. don't get the hook it's, it's attack a bunch of guys boring combat and then oh, oh I, I didn't pay attention to this thing over here so I guess some other guys claim some of my land so it's like annoying resource management and no fun action and, and that's how yeah. I would summarize these kinds of games and I'm sure someone's gonna throw stones at me but that's just how I feel about them yeah, yeah. The the genre has its fans. Uh, I I the, I think the only one I've played was uh, for review. It was Fist of the North Star uh, two on the Wii U, and uh, yeah, I, I did not really enjoy it all that much. Um, it, it just yeah, the game just seemed to go on and on, and it seems like Hyrule Warriors has so much content. Like yeah. I probably you would never feel like you're you're done with it. And then, yeah, as as the question mentioned, like there's DLC for it. So literally, like if you if you were to complete yep. the game, then they just add more content. So I, I actually I'm not sure what the answer is. Uh, what was the last thing that came out? Was it the the Link's Awakening pack? Uh, for for Wii U, so this is the Wii U game. I, I don't know okay. what else was. Uh, you know how similar or different the 3DS game is. I guess I should clarify that. Um, mm. It's the Link Between Worlds. Um, ah. So I, I guess you could play as Ravio, who's I, I don't know. I always call him Flavio, the an, another rabbit-themed character. Go Nintendo, and um, and I think you can play as uh, maybe the villain from that game. I'm not, I'm not I sure. suppose. Yeah, the the villain, the very memorable villain. Um, y- Yuka. I- well, I don't know, it was like a song goes dot 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 like her name but um <laughs> anyway uh yeah so i mean it's fan service but i just i don't i never really cared I, and and honestly if i had bought this game i would have been disappointed just because of the soundtrack because there are some remixed zelda songs but a lot of them have been remixed into really bad sounding butt rock in my opinion and uh <laughs> yeah I, I was gonna say like at first i was dead like it was 
convinced that this was a TG16 game, you know, like one of the Lords of Thunder games or, or whatever, Gates of Thunder. Oh, I, uh, I chose some of the better songs. I mean, there's ones that are just like, what are you doing to this song? It's it's not, doesn't sound good. It's it's dissonant and not at all fun. Why are you doing this? But I, I guess I don't <laughs> like that style of music. But yeah, they, they, they somehow managed to mangle songs I really liked and they like, well, what are you doing? That's horrible. <laughs> so it's actively annoying me. Yeah, and that last uh, theme was kind of a riff on the, the whatever music plays when you're in the shops or in town, like in Wind Waker, when you're inside the uh, a building. Yeah, I think um, it was originally like the the house music and maybe Ocarina of Time might have okay. been the first place yeah, for it. Right. Um, but it's been used several times. I like that remix. That's why I chose it. I thought it was kind of an interesting. You know, maybe not everyone figured out what song that was, but that's what it is. So, yeah, um, I gotta say, the other thing, I, I, it seems like, at least based on the soundtrack, it seems like they're really had a heavy emphasis on the more recent games, like Ocarina of Time and Newer, which, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, I guess I find that personally unfortunate. Um, I, I would have liked to see some music and themes based off of more obscure stuff, but again, I, I didn't buy it, so they don't have to appease me. Right. Yeah, and I, it was, you know, I, I did kind of have a, a pang of uh, wanting to get this game when the, the DLC for Link's Awakening was announced, but then it's, it, I don't know, like, they, they, they try to grab you with that kind of fan servicey stuff, but it's it's not like you're going to be playing a new Link's Awakening, you know? Like, yeah. playing as a, what's her name? I actually played Link's Awakening in French the first time, so I keep forgetting her name. Marin? Marin, or yeah. Marin, so, yeah, so. like... Playing as her in Hyrule Warriors would probably do nothing, right? Like, <laughs> right. It, it's not. Yeah. Anyway, I maybe one day I'll, I'll talk about this game on Radio for Nintendo if I can find it in a bargain uh, in a bargain bin somewhere. But uh, it, it, I, I think, yeah, the, the price can keep going down. Uh, I, I don't. I if, if someone gave it to me, I wouldn't play it. I, I mean, <laughs> oh boy. I'm, I'm serious. I just. I, it's, Zero fun factor for me. I, I'm not interested. I'm really mm. just not interested. A man of, of conviction. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's my attitude these days with a lot of things, I guess. Uh, yeah, I can well, pre-order the, Switch, yeah. but I'm I'm worried about the new Zelda game. I, I will say that much. I'll work on the song. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to try it. I'm, I'm hopeful that the same reservations I had about Xenoblade X that came true. I'm, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm I'm really hoping I'm wrong. Hmm. I don't like cooking in my Zelda game. Or equipment management. Can, can you eat raw stuff? Maybe you can just... You uh, can, but it gives you almost nothing. I, I did that, and it was like, oh, I didn't cook the mushroom, so it was like a quarter of a heart. Right. Yeah, that could become really so, annoying. Yeah. But then again, it, be, it could become really addicting. I, I don't know. I, we'll see. I, I don't know. It, it really depends on next season. Now, it's possible that that's like the first phase of the game, and then like later, you know, you don't have to do all that stuff. Right. It seems like they've done that before the Zelda games, where there's certain things that's kind of the novel hook or whatever, and then kind of gets pushed to the side later. Uh, well, you know, like the Twilight Realm stuff and Twilight Princess. It's like, okay, now those are out of the way. It's like, okay, let's do other stuff now. So, Oh, my God. We'll know in a little bit less than two weeks. It's hard to believe, isn't it? That, yeah, it is. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that was your Zelda tease then. Um, 
Uh, yes, I planned that. No, no, I didn't. I told you I, I didn't actually prepare very well for this podcast. Um, but uh, it's working out okay so far. I think so. You're you're doing a great job. All right, thank you, Guillaume. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I threw this together in like an hour. This lineup and it, it maybe shows. Uh, next game. Yes. And that might have been a hint when I just said that. <laughs> this is also a listener request. song please <laughs> please Kind of makes you miss the butt rock. Um, I, I I don't know. There are nice melodies, but uh, very simple and very uh, short loops. Makes you wonder, like, just how you know what, just how uh, constrained like the, the the memory on the cartridge was. Well, are, are you saying you'd prefer Super Mario Land? Dun da 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 da. Oh, that was cool. Dun da 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 da. That was just like in the underground. Uh, I loved it. You just don't stay. Uh, you just don't stay all that long in the in the yeah, tunnels that's and the, true. the pipes. Yeah. What's the hint question? We do, have, we do have a hint question here. Yes. Yes. Which biblical character do you play as? Uh.
thought for a second there, I thought it was glitching out. Huh. But it wasn't. That that was the song. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, is this like a, a licensed game, or is this one of those unlicensed games by Wisdom Tree? You're gonna have to give me a guess. Uh. So playing as a biblical character could be any JRPG, really, but it could also be one of those. You know, unlicensed Bible <laughs> games. Um, it's really, yeah, one or the other. I guess in the JRPGs, you would kill a Bible character. Uh, hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with, like, Bible adventures. But that's, like, I'm reading Wikipedia right now. It says that, like, it's a compilation of three games. So, oh, my God. I Yeah, Bible uh, adventures. Well, you're you're on the right track. You you chose what's in door two. It was actually door number three. Uh, it's, it's Exodus: Journey to the Promised Land for the NES. Huh. Uh, requested by Y. That, that's that's all I was given. Y. I see. Uh, and uh, yes, this is a Wisdom Tree game. Yeah. And I've got so much to say about them. Uh, <laughs> not really. <laughs> um, there is more to the gameplay than I would have expected. Uh, and that's not saying much, but there is something like you, you, you walk around as old, old timey Moses, the big mm-hmm. white beard, and uh, it's kind of a puzzle. Um, I don't know, it's like a simple maze puzzle, I guess, game. But uh, right. you know, since you don't want to be violent, yeah, I, I guess he's not shooting bullets; he's shooting big W's, which I, I guess they're like <laughs> the word of God or something. I don't. I, that's all I can huh. figure. Um, Actually, I think they may have said that in the Wikipedia now that I think about it. Um, And he collects big bag-like things with M on them, which at first I would think are money, but maybe not. This is a Christian game. Maybe it was just like Moses bags. I don't don't know. Moses bags. I don't Uh, know. Or maybe it's mana. There you go. Maybe it's mana. Okay. I I can go with that. I, I gotta, I gotta name one of my uh, horses and uh, pocket car, the car jockey uh, Moses bag. Um, I, I just, uh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like the, the thing is, like obviously these games were developed, you know, but with limited means. Um, yeah. And, and uh, the, you know, the the developer probably had, you know, the best in, of intentions, but the the gameplay usually ends up being derivative of, mm-hmm. you know, other other games and usually it's done less well it's kind of like a licensed game except yeah, yeah it's, it's got the very, same problems as a licensed yeah. game yeah. yeah it's a license from from bible yeah they had to pay that big bible fee yeah and how can, do you cram like bible themes into a game it's it's really difficult especially <laughs> when usually uh, video games uh, involve uh, killing things yeah um, so, so it's simple, you know, puzzles or mazes. I'm not, I couldn't tell from what I watched whether you have to like collect all of a certain thing or you have to kill all the baddies, which those, I couldn't figure out what they were. Maybe they were like Pharaoh's minions or something. I, I, I don't know. Um, and uh, in between levels, there's, you know, questions about the Bible. So mm-hmm. there you go. Um, that's, uh, that's this game. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think in concept, I don't really have a problem with, uh, you know, a, a religious themed game. I think that's fine. I think that's ambitious, and uh, you know, there's an audience for that. Uh, but like mm-hmm. you said, the the budget just 
isn't going to allow for something that's really good quality. Right. Um, and, and yeah, outside of like a, a trivia game, it's it's hard to imagine what kind of uh, gameplay you can get out of a, a Bible game, really, that doesn't completely distort or, or make a mockery, really, uh, of yeah. uh, you know what it's inspired by. Um, wait, wait, wait! What it, you're saying that PS PS4 game is not, or was it a PS3 game that Capcom made? Um, but Azra's Wrath is not uh, tasteful. Uh, uh, depiction <laughs> of religion was, there? Yeah, I don't know. Usually, uh, the Japanese uh, are, are known, like, Japanese developers are, are known for being very, uh, for borrowing liberally from various religions and myths and, and kind of uh, doing whatever the hell they want with them. So, uh, yeah, so that's how you end up with RPGs, uh, where in the original Japanese version, you end up fighting God. You know, nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing less than God, and, and uh. Uh, um, usually, uh, yeah. If those games make it, make their way over here, that that has to be kind of uh, localized and and change a little bit. It, it's kind of funny because right now I'm playing Dragon Quest VII, and I'm towards the end. And uh, yeah, like the there's in Dragon Quest games, there's always been churches where you save your game and you know you talk to a priest mm -hmm. and yeah. you, you confess and that's how you save your game. And they always talk about the Almighty, and uh, um, it, it can get weird sometimes. You know, like yeah. they they don't use crosses; they've got some different symbol. Uh, but it's like, uh, wow, okay, like that's. Uh, a veneer of kind of Christianity, you know, in this game, right. but but they're, they're, the meat is not there. And if it were, like, I, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil the game. But it's like, if they were to make it explic explicitly Christianity, um, yeah, they, they might get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, that was Exodus and Journey to the Promised Land. Uh, I think you mentioned this briefly, but th this was not a licensed game. This was uh, uh, kind of like the Tengen games. Um, mm -hmm. they, they were circumventing um, the lockout chips and the like, which is a little bit ironic. I mean, it, it's kind of... I, I don't, you could say it's gray area ethically to do that. Uh, I suppose right. you could make it on moral grounds that they shouldn't be locking you out. Um, mm. And But it's just kind of weird that the the you know the religious organization is doing something that arguably is questionably unethical, um, right? And um, well, I, I guess the Nintendo thing, right? kind of like, the other way, right? They they didn't any be... any kind of law, uh, whether it's you know man-made or otherwise, like people can't can kind of uh, think their way around. Like if they yeah. want to do something, they they'll, they they can't justify it to themselves. Yep. Mm. So, oh well. Yeah, one last game here. Thank <laughs> you.
Licensing. This just feels like you know so, some music from a, a you know license game, like the for, for a kids movie, uh, where where the, the the whistling is kind of standing in for like the lyrics of whatever like song they <laughs> sing in the middle of the movie. Um, yeah, I, I've got no idea. <laughs>
assume you stand by your original statement. What was? Oh yeah. Well, I don't know. Like uh, with with that kind of music, I, I feel if you hadn't already used the Earthbound games, that it would have been my go-to. But uh, I'm drawing a blank. Okay. Well, here's your hint question, which probably won't help you. <laughs> it's not okay. Here's here's the question. <laughs> Which unlikely company published this game as well as several others on the same platform from the same developer? question helped um i'm not sure i'm i'm presuming that the answer to your question is sony um but what would that make this game probably not bram stoker's dracula uh despite the the howling wolves uh probably not a cliffhanger uh or hook so uh mickey mania maybe 
sounds like it could be a Mickey game. I, yeah, that's not a terrible guess. Maybe I shouldn't have used the adjective unlikely. Um, uh, yeah. I'm completely wrong then. Yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, this is uh, Banjo Pilot for the Game Boy Advance. Doesn't oh, that stuff sound okay. like a Banjo-Kazooie music? It sounds like weird. Well, music. the thing is, you're talking to someone who's never really played those games. Um, I, I did not have an N64. And, oh, dear. Oh, uh, I, I did experience, yeah, I did experience some of the early games um, that came out on it because uh, a friend of mine would rent the console and would rent the games. Um, but then I just I went away to college and uh, started PC gaming. So... Um, Oh, this was a terrible pick for you. Yeah, I just kind of missed a boat there. <laughs> Whoops. Well, yeah. yeah, so this yeah. is a game I never have seen out in the wild. I, I've always been a little bit curious about it, but I, I've forgotten it existed for a while. I just saw it on a list of games. Like, oh, I, I got to use that sometime. Um, so Banjo Pilot, um, it, it's kind of a spiritual sequel to Diddy Kong Racing. It was originally planned as an actual sequel to Diddy Kong Racing, but... It came out right around that time where Rare was handed over from Nintendo partially owned to Microsoft fully owned, you know, as a subsidiary of Microsoft. Right. Um, and so it was this weird period of a few years where they were still making Game Boy Advance games, even though they were completely owned by Microsoft. Mm-hmm. I remember that. There, there was actually a... Um... Wasn't there a, uh, what's the name of the, Viva Piñata? Yeah, that was, uh, I think, the last game that came out. That was a DS game. Um, right. Whereas most of this stuff was Game Boy Advance, and these were all published by THQ. Huh. Um, which, I guess, not that unlikely, just kind of weird that, I just always found it weird that THQ was publishing a rare game. That, I, I don't know. I, I found that really weird. Yeah. Yeah, well, probably because, uh, all your, your life you associated the rare logo with quality, and... The THQ logo was something else. <laughs> yes, I think. And THQ did this with Sega, too. They they kind of co-published uh, the Sonic Advance games. I guess Sega wanted some sort of help new to the third-party licensing on, on mm-hmm. Game Boy Advance. And I guess THQ got a piece of the action to help them go through that process or something. I'm not really sure what THQ did in, in that piece. but uh, so, so yeah, they're, they're This, this reminds me of uh, the situation where the, the Final Fantasy Legend games were published by Ubisoft at some point. Mm. Like yeah. they were re-released towards the end of the, the 90s uh, by Ubisoft. <laughs> that is anyway, weird. I just, sorry, that came out of nowhere. No, no, I mean weird. they're all very strange bedfellow type, type things. Um, so the Banjo Pilot... Um, started as a Diddy Kong game, and then when, you know, Nintendo sold their share and Microsoft bought it, they changed to Banjo Pilot because they didn't, didn't have, I guess, the, the, the rights to Diddy Kong anymore. Um, it, you know, it's a Mario Kart Super Nintendo-esque game, but you fly an airplane, so there's also a vertical component. So it's kind of like the airplane part of Diddy Kong Racing only, if it were mm-hmm. Mode 7. So it, it, it's kind of an interesting curiosity. It kind of has some mixed reviews. I, I, I doubt it would hold up very well these days if you were to go back and replay it, but um, yeah. I, I could be wrong. <clears throat> um, and uh, the part that just I find this crazy, so they went through these hoops to make it a banjo game, and then on the DS they remade Diddy Kong Racing, and I thought Rare was part of that remake process. I think they were the developer, and Nintendo published it. So it's like, wait, what, what the heck happened? What? Why couldn't you have just kept this as a <laughs> Diddy game? 
if that was going to happen later. So, I, I don't know. This is just a weird game um, from that perspective. Yeah. So, it, yeah, I mean, it's what you'd expect it to be. It's, it's kind of a Mario Kart clone with a twist. Um, you know, very much banjo-esque music. Or, you know, it also sounds a little bit like Diddy Kong Racing, of course. Uh, I think Robin Beanland was the main composer. Uh, or just, uh, you know, makes a lot of the rare, uh, very rare-sounding soundtracks of your... I, I didn't play this game. It, it, Like I said, I've never seen it out there. And, uh, yeah, that, that's the thing. That's weird, right? Like, I, I don't remember seeing it on shelves. Uh, I, I just... Uh, I don't remember any talk about it. Then you would think that there would still kind of be remnants, like pockets of Nintendo fans discussing every rare release that yeah. they could get their hands on. Um, but... but it must have had a really limited run. I don't know. Yeah, and the title just disappeared from my memory. Like, I... I Banjo Pilot. It doesn't even sound real. It sounds know, like it's, a it sounds, rum hack. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> or one of those like unseen sixty-four articles, you know? Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, this game was released. Uh, doesn't mean there's no way in heck this is gonna come out. To, I said heck. Wow. This is supposed to be that Bible game we played. Um, <laughs> there's no way that this game's coming out on any sort of virtual console, but. Um, it's a weird one. Um, so yeah, I, I'm wondering how much these things that that game's worth. I bet it's a pretty limited run. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's worth a little bit of money. Yeah, probably. If you're one of the few people who even knew it existed, count yourself lucky and uh, just go and and sell your copy right now. I, I, I just, uh, yeah, no, it's it's weird. Um, for the record, I think maybe I was wrong about which Final Fantasy Ubisoft published, but they, they published some, <laughs> some Final Fantasy game. Um, but uh, I don't strange... have the facts to refute you. <laughs> yeah, what, what 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 a strange bunch of, of games that you. I, I still feel good about batting like two out of five. Like I, I, I feel like I gave it a, a, a pretty good shot, and I, I don't think I could have done better. You know. I, I kind of like having these weird like uh, black sheep games. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's yeah, kind of an interesting episode, but uh, you know, you know, it, it works out. You can't always have uh, you know top tier uh, game releases, right? So um, yeah, it's sort of. I, I don't know. I, I think you did fine. Yeah, I think I I, I I tried. I actually tried. And I, I don't feel too bad about not recognizing uh, Exodus or, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, if I didn't know that you didn't play any banjo games or anything. So that sound, if you've played one of those games, that game sounds a lot like those other games. So, right. Um, but yeah, if you haven't played any of those games, then this is a super obscure game you're never going to guess. Um, I don't know. I, I'd be curious as to... The production runs on any of those Game Boy Advance Rare games. Um, but was, did they make like a Saber Wolf game? And, mm-hmm. and maybe even a Mr. Pants game? I mean, there, there was there some was. really, really weird stuff. It's like, I guess Vera said, you know what? This is our last chance to make this kind of crap. Microsoft's probably going to keep us from doing this. Let's just go crazy. Um, and they, they were right, probably. Because then they were making Kinect Sports. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's too bad. And I... I 
I guess like uh, back then, uh, I think my, my only source of information was IGN, and I, I think they, they probably gave them middling reviews, uh, all those Game Boy Advance games uh, by Rare, and so I, I, I guess I never bothered. But I, I kind of missed the boat on, on Rare, um, on Nintendo. A bit just because of my history with Nintendo systems. I started with a Game Boy and then uh, Super Nintendo, but I, I, I remember I was at the store and I could buy a standalone SNES plus a game or like the, 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 the pack with Donkey Kong Country and two controllers and I went with a standalone system because I wanted Super Metroid. Mm. Um, and I, I couldn't I afford both. That. Yeah. yeah. But so yeah, like I, I did borrow Donkey Kong Country from a friend, and I enjoyed it. Uh, but but yeah, and, and of course missing the N64 era altogether. Like that, I think that was probably their golden era, right? That that's what that's where most of our fans come from. Yeah, I mean, well, I like the Donkey Kong Country series, but yeah, I think I think there are quirkier games that are well regarded over N64. Right. Well, you know, you had your Game Boy, you missed out on Conquer Pocket Tales. I beat that game. And it was good? It was a terrible game. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, then. It was a terrible game. Hmm. I don't know well, why the... I beat that game. Yeah, well, you know, had you, like, did kid. you go back to it after playing the, the, the N64 game, or did you play it first? And I, then I think I played it first. It came out first. I think I wound up trading it in with a couple other Game Boy Color games for whatever, some Game Boy Advance game. I think I may have gotten Circle of the Moon for that. That wasn't necessarily a bad trade. Um, right. Although I, I did trade in, I think, a Rayman game I liked. Um, but uh, going back to Ubisoft, here we go. You know, full circle. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, you, you didn't. You didn't miss a whole lot. Yeah, no, uh, th- this was fun. Like, this was, uh, I, I was just exposed to games I never thought uh, <laughs> I would be talking about and uh, uh, that I was not prepared to talk about, which is why I tried to derail <laughs> uh, the, the, the Bible conversation onto uh, Dragon Quest. But... When are you prepared to talk about Exodus' journey to the Promised Land for the NES? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a tall order. It's unless you're like a specialist already. Yeah. Unless you're one of those kids who was unfortunate enough to to only find that under oh, the tree at some point. Man. Oh, I can't imagine. <laughs> oh, we're gonna have to say goodnight, Guillaume. It's getting late. Thank you so much for doing yeah. this on short notice. Well, thank you. No, uh, no, this was fun, and uh, yeah, I like the unpredictability. Like, uh, if I if I could have picked a few games, they would probably have been different. Uh, <laughs> That's but, true. <laughs> um, just an all you know all uh, what the hell is this uh, podcast is is pretty good too. Like, uh, I like playing along. All right. Well, you can hear Guillaume. Radio Free Nintendo, talking about Princess Tomato and the Salad Kingdom, uh, you know, probably a week from when this is posted or something. So, uh, yep. check it out. After all, y'all have nothing better to do. Uh, or you well, might. yeah, I can't uh, imagine what else uh, people are going to be doing on, like, around uh, March 3rd. Um, I, yeah, I can't think of yeah. anything going on in the Nintendo world. You know, if you're smart, you might want to release that, uh, like, raw, very quick edit the night the same night you record just, just saying yeah 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 we we might arrange it so that at the very least people will be able to download the episode and listen to it while they, they wait outside of a walmart 
Yeah, that might be a good plan. Yeah. I haven't decided whether I'm doing that. I mean, I think I could. I think I could get mine at midnight at Best Buy, but I wasn't really planning on doing that. Yeah, I'm not either. I've just decided to kind of a, take a wait-and-see stance. Not because I don't think I'm going to be getting a Switch. Like, I definitely will be at some point. But I maybe it's the experience with uh, having to uh, update the firmware of the Wii U or the experience of uh, not having anything to play on the 3DS for a few months. Um, and, and, like, the whole kind of uh, ambassador fiasco where they, they dropped the price by, what, like $80? Uh, after less than a year, but I, I, I just wanna I wanna be cautious, and also I'm still knee deep into like the RPGs that Nintendo has been releasing last year on the 3DS, so I I, I feel like I can wait. That's fair, I, and I pre-ordered just out of like, tradition more than anything, and uh, but I, I don't feel compelled to be in a line to get it, yeah. you know, that night. We're it's getting not like I'm gonna go back home and play it when I get home at two in the morning. I'm just I'm not gonna do that. So yeah. Um, We're getting old. We're getting old. What can I say? You know, I did it for the GameCube. Did it? Uh, did it for the Wii with, with Wendy. That was fun because we were covering the event. Um, I can't even remember for Wii U what I did. I probably ordered it online and it shipped to me. That's yeah. probably what happened. So, yep, we're getting too old for this. Yeah. And on this note, good night. Good night. Princess Tomato in the Salad Kingdom is copyright 1990 Hudson.
Beyond Oasis is copyright 1994-1995 Yuzo Koshiro, Sega. Hyrule Warriors is copyright 2014 Nintendo Koei Tecmo Games. Exodus Journey to the Promised Land is copyright 1991 Wisdom Tree. Banjo Pilot is copyright 2005 Rare THQ.